of person. This is the podcasting home for all things pop culture, television, and music. Now here's your host, Harry, aka VH Man. Take it away, H Man. Thank you, disembodied voice of my own voice, because that was me. I recorded that intro. Thank you, everybody, and welcome back to Interest of Person. Uh, I think we've decided, or I've decided, I should say, this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast, because just, I think, the podcast, for way, the way it's working right now, I think, I think weekly might be too much for me. So I think we're going to stick with bi-weekly. I think it's working pretty well. Um, but yeah, so welcome back. I hope everyone is enjoying themselves. I uh, hope the fall is treating you well. And then I hope if you're re- listening to this at a later point, I hope whatever season you're in is treating you well. Because, you know... Seasons are, not, are pretty nice. I, I, I miss the differentiation of seasons. Um, LA is not known for that. LA can have cooler days in the fall, but like it's like 71 degrees. It's not like the fall you think of. I'm from New York. I miss New York fall. Um, last year I went apple picking with some friends out in Oak Glen, which is about an hour and 15 minutes east of where I live. Um, and it felt like fall that day in particular because it was cold and cloudy and like we were drinking hot cider and, drink- and eating apple cider donuts. But like this year we went and did it and it was so hot. It was like 85 degrees. So, you know, it was a little disappointing, but we had a blast anyway. Anyway, onto the real topic for the day. The, real- the Today's topic is something that I hold near and dear to my heart because it's something that has helped shape my nerd fandom of all sorts of pop culture things, mostly, you know, comic book nerdy stuff, but it has really helped me enjoy the things that I love more than I could have hoped outside of that realm. And it is comic conventions. I'm a big fan of comic conventions. I think they have been a huge part of why pop culture is so nerd-focused right now. I mean, without San Diego Comic-Con, you wouldn't have the massive success of Marvel Studios and and them being bought by Disney and the MCU and the DCEU and and Star Wars nothing nothing I mean obviously Star Wars was huge and all this stuff would still be huge but not to the scope of what we're seeing today where the highest grossing movie of all time is now Avengers Endgame like that would not have happened without San Diego Comic-Con and Hall H that's just something you you don't you know that's just how that works anyway I would love to take you through my story of comic conventions and kind of where I have come and where I plan on going with comic conventions because, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, uh, yeah, I just, it's something that I didn't know of when I was younger. I started figuring out because I have two older brothers. And then when I first started going to my own, it kind of changed the game for me. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we're going to start this episode. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of chronologically go through my time at comic conventions. And, and obviously, if you, if you guys have any ideas for things you want me to talk about, if there's something that you think that I am missing out on that I should know about and be interested in, that's what this show's for. It's interest of person. It could be interest of my person, interest of your person, or interest of my friends and guests person, which I will, I will be having a guest any day now. Um, I think Olivia, my fiance, and I have a topic we want to get into that we've been working on. I've been trying to just brush up on this topic, so I'm fully ready for when we do this episode. But yeah, today's episode is comic conventions. You may know them as cons or Comic-Con, or there's there's varying different cons around the country and around the world, but, you know, 
I'm mostly sticking to the United States because that's just how I uh, am able to like, uh, get through conventions. Because I, I don't, I've never traveled outside of the United States for a convention, as far as I know. <laughs> anyway, also I wanted to apologize for last last episode. I was getting over a cold. I was real sniffly. Um, I thought I cut out a lot of the sniffles, but I'm sure a couple of them got in. Anyway, on with the show. My earliest cons uh, that I went to with my brother Zach that I can remember, I'm sure there might have been one or two that I went to earlier, but these are the ones that I remember the most, were Big Apple Con, which is at Penn, uh, Penn Plaza, I think it's called. It's right by MSG in New York City. And it was like a real like underground sort of comic event where you can get like bootleg stuff and you're gonna see like like old wrestlers. Like it was it was like a true like underground sort of comic con and and that was always a lot of fun. They were always selling action figures and comic books and, and it was a huge part of my my first episode, um, Moon Knight. A huge part of me getting into his stuff was going to Big Apple Con and then eventually New York Comic Con. And taking my checklist that I had of the comics that he appeared in and going around to all of these vendors and trying to sort through and find the, p- the pieces of the puzzle that I had. Um, so that was, it was just, it was, an, it was a massive part of what helped me get to where I am now with my collection is going to these cons. Because, like, there's no, only so many comics a comic book shop is going to have because, you know, they're not going to have a, a lot of stuff that's of Moon Knight. Like, that's, that's just not. They they're not gonna invest in like a lot of his comics because he wasn't a huge character. It didn't like I'm one of the few people who is supremely invested in this character, but somehow he's getting a TV show, which I'm still very excited for. Anyway, so yeah, Big Apple Con was huge. I was always fasc- fascinated with the degree of like famous people who would show up. Like sometimes you would get like that one like random like actor from the '80s, or you'd get wrestlers, or you'd get like porn stars. But the people that I always found fascinating there were wrestlers, because, I mean, I wasn't super into wrestling at that point in 2006, but, like, you know, they were interesting, they were big characters, and, um, also, the one that we met one year at that Big Apple Con, Zach and I, um, was Captain Lou Albano, who also happened to be Super Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show back in, like, the 80s. And Zach knew he was going to be there, so we had the, um the DVD box set of the, the show, and we had him sign it. And he signed it, and he wrote, Hey, Paisano, which was, like, the catchphrase of his character on the show. And then he wrote, quote, unquote, Jesus, and then bless you. So it was, Jesus bless you. I'm, I have nothing against his religion. I just thought it was a very strange thing to put on a DVD box set for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. But, you know, it is what it is. It's Rest in peace, Captain Lou Albano. He sadly passed away a few years ago. I just—it's a—it's a story that sticks in my brain. It was just—it caught us both off guard. I was like, "Does he?" I, I don't know. It was a whole thing. Anyway, so yeah, Big Apple Con was the first one that we really got into. That my brother would take me to. I think we went at least two or three times before I moved out here. And then in 2006, New York Comic Con came around. It came. I, yeah, I don't know the history before 2006. I. I believe it may have existed at one point, but as far as I know, it came to the Javits Center in 2006. And I went the first year. Zach and I got tickets to go on a Saturday. And we went the first year. And it was, they highly underestimated their attendance. They kind of didn't know what they were up against. And it was so highly attended. 
in the Javits Center. They didn't even have the whole Javits Center at this point. Now, in 20, 2019, sorry, um, they do. They, they basically run the whole place. It's as big, if not bigger, than San Diego Comic-Con. But at the time, it was literally just a section of the Javits Center. And we were inside there, and we walked out of that part, but stayed in the building to go get, like, the crappy pizza that they sell at one of the vendors. We got that. We went to walk back inside, and they were at capacity. So we had to wait an hour in line while people were either, like, we're filing out, like, one by one. So, like, if one person came out, then one person on our line would go in. Like, it took so long. And it was crazy. Obviously now they've kind of figured out better. And now it's just, it's probably just a mess at this point. I can't imagine what it's like. Yeah, I haven't been to New York Comic Con in like seven or eight years, which is unfortunate. But you know, but anyway, so that Comic Con was like the first, my first major Comic Con experience. Uh, Zach and I would go to New York Comic Con. We would try to meet a celebrity here and there. Like I know at one point he met Veronica Taylor, who did the voice of Ash Ketchum. I mean, uh, um... And like we would, we would be meeting celebrities, and we would be like, we'd be looking around for uh, comic book spots to sell, like places that might sell like more uh, inexpensive comics. It's like, hey, you, if you buy this many comics, you get a discount, whatever. Because that was always the best spot to get pick up a bunch of different comic books that might have Moon Knight appearances. And I would always check off my checklist. I was Zach and I were constantly working on that. He would always help me try to find the next piece of my puzzle, so to speak. And I was always super happy when we would find something random, like, oh, it's like Sleepwalker number 72 or ROM issue 45 or what have you. Or like, oh, it's a Captain America issue 212 or what. I don't I don't know the specific numbers off the top of my head, but like those are the kind of comic books that he would show up in or like Marvel Team Up or What If or marvel two in one or marvel like the marvel spotlight was like one of his first big solo uh comics but yeah so i was always looking for that stuff and then eventually down the road i figured out about commissions in artist alley you like i mentioned in my moon Knight episode you can go up to an artist if they have a commission like a little science as they take commissions you can ask them to do something so i think a, a few years down the road uh, I, I we ran into our friend Chris Giarusso, um, who is a fan of the best show and knows Zach and knows his puppet Wally, and he drew a really cool like sort of kid version of Moon Knight for me, and I still have that. I still cherish it. I still have it on my wall. And then he drew he drew a sketch card, a full color sketch card of Moon Knight with like a bust shot that I also bought from him a few years later. But yeah, I love his work because it's a very unique style. Um, so that kind of opened me up to the world of commissioned artwork, which is which kind of is where my my Comic Con experiences moved on to, um, because out of eventually, I mean, within the last two years, I for the most part finished collecting Moon Knight comics that were like the old comics because I had basically completed my collection. I think some of them have gone missing in some way or another. That are mostly not super important ones, but like. Enough that I've gone unmissing that I could go back and start collecting stuff, but I think for right now my focus is like other things at conventions. I went to Zach and I would go to New York Comic Con probably every year, and then I wound up taking my pal Scotto with us uh, one year. I think it was like our junior or senior year of college. We came down from New Paltz and took the bus and then went to Comic Con. Um, and I think one year I did the three day pass, which I think is absolutely bonkers. I don't know why I had the energy to do that, but. Anyway, 
um, yeah, so eventually, you know, I, uh, I took that trip across the country and moved to Los Angeles. And then my world was opened up to new conventions. In 2014, I was working on the show Drunk History as a PA, and it was the week of Good Friday. I was, like, asking one of the, uh, the drivers, like, oh, hey, uh, you have any plans for this weekend for Good Friday? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to WonderCon. And I'm like, WonderCon? What is that? I've never heard of this. He's like, yeah, it's a convention in Anaheim. It's, it's this weekend. They still have tickets. And I looked, and it was like, I think it was like $30 for a Friday ticket. And we had Good Friday off, which is rare to have any days off that aren't weekends in production. But it just so happened it's Good Friday. I think it kind of had to be a regulation. So I had the day off, and I went up to WonderCon in Anaheim and had an incredible time. It was so much fun. It was just roaming by. It was. I think it was also might have been one of my first Comic Cons by myself. So I think it was a very new experience for me. And so I was just roaming around. I ran into friends that I knew. I was checking out some panels here and there. Like I think I checked out like a T Fury panel about people who designed the shirts on the T Fury website. I, I, I mean that might have been a year or two later, but it was at WonderCon. Is what I'm saying. So, like, WonderCon opened me up to the L.A., the the West Coast scene. It's not, I mean, it, I mean, I, I don't know my geography, but I think Anaheim is still in this county, but the county is, the county lines in Los Angeles are real weird, so I could be totally off. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, yeah, so it was my, my first West Coast convention experience. Of course, I'd always heard about San Diego Comic-Con, especially when it gained popularity because of, like, Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, I mean everything under the sun in terms of pop culture movies and then it, it exploded because of just how ex like how many people would want to watch clips of their favorite show before it aired and, and do a Q&A um but yeah so I I never was able to get to go to San Diego Comic Con because first of all it's kind of a process to even try to get a ticket and then I never was a professional at that point so I couldn't get any sort of uh, pass Oh, and, and then, like, you know, as, as the years have gone on, I, every time New York Comic Con comes around, which is now in October, it just passed a week or two ago, I, I get FOMO, fear missing out, because, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I'm not flying to New York for the Comic Con. But, like, you know, I see my friends on Facebook and Instagram posting from New York Comic Con, because I grew up in the East Coast. I still know people who go to those conventions. And even my brother, now he has a daughter who's uh, four, and he takes her, and he took her this year to New York Comic Con, and it was really awesome to see. But, um, yeah, so I, I you know, I, I miss it. But at least I have WonderCon, and I have LA Comic Con, which is this weekend, um, the weekend of the 11th through the 13th of October, for those of you who are listening to this later. Um, that's that's the other one besides WonderCon that I found out here that is that kind of feeds feeds in the need that I have for wanting to be at a convention um, and I not have to travel too far, especially for that one because that's the LA Convention Center, which is a tr train ride and one transfer to get to from my apartment, which is a blessing because because Anaheim WonderCon is a, it's like a 45 minute to an hour drive and then trying to find parking. The last two years I've gone, I've had to park at Angel Stadium and take a shuttle or a lift over, which is just, so much extra work to try to just get in a convention. And then for some reason I could never find the, the food truck vendors there the last two years. So I had to eat crappy food from the convention center, which is just, I mean, it's fine, but it's like the food trucks there usually have better food. Anyway, 
I'm, I'm going off topic. What I'm trying to say is I found my West Coast conventions, and I've been going to them pretty regularly. Like, we just, Olivia and I, I took her to her first L.A. Comic Con yesterday, um, the 12th, and it was a blast. We ran into our, our friends. We ran into our friend Mike Glazer. We ran into a coworker of mine. Uh, we got to see a panel I wanted to see. I got some artwork uh, for my nephew, which is another thing that I now do at conventions. In my evolution of convention going, now I'm looking for stuff to get for my niece and nephews because I want them to have cool, fun, nerdy stuff because I know their parents are, I mean, at least my brother Zach, he's into the same stuff. So, And I, I mean, there's stuff, some stuff that my brother Jason is into, but not, not in the, it's different between the two of them. It's not one over the other. It's just, it's different. That's, yeah, so that's it. Anyway, but yeah, so in terms of actually getting, like, now that I go to WonderCon and LA Comic Con a lot, my commissions have kind of taken it, my Moon Knight commissions, I should say, have taken a bit of a backseat because I have like five or six, and I think there's one in particular I'm looking forward to getting, but I want it from a specific artist, and I, I need to contact them personally. I don't think I will find them at a con. And it's something that I want to save up for because I want to make it, like, the ultimate commission. Um, I don't... Once I get it, I'll tell you about it on air. I just... I don't want to put it out there and then, like, question it. So I'm just going to leave it at at where it is right now. Um, but lately I've been getting commissions, and they've been basically an artistic rendering of myself and Olivia, my fiancé. We got one of us a few years ago at WonderCon... Or I got I was out I was at WonderCon two years ago with my dad because he wanted to see it and I took him there and we got a commission of myself and Olivia as Amethyst and Tiger Millionaire from Steven Universe and it's a really cool drawing and then last year we went with my parents and Olivia this was my mom's first WonderCon and Olivia's first WonderCon I took them and my dad was there too and Olivia and I got this one really cool artist's uh, rendering of us in our clothes looking the way we did that day to sort of commemorate our first convention together. It was our first convention together. It was a big deal. Um, Olivia's taken me to Coachella three times now, but um, this was this is our first uh, comic convention together, and, I really, and she, we wanted to commemorate it, and I, I, it's a really cool piece, and uh, I, I need to get it framed, but yeah, we have it at home. So yeah, one thing that's kind of helped me get to all these conventions, because you know, the ticket prices can get pricey, especially San Diego, but that's a whole story. Um, but something that I have, it's not, I'm not so much taken advantage of, but I've made it, I have utilized what could be given to me if I were to apply for it is the professional badge. And that usually implies people in the comic book world. If you work in the comics, if you work in animation, if you work in television, and I've worked in television for the last seven years. So I built up a resume and I've been able to apply for WonderCon and LA Comic Con professional badges. And then we went yesterday with professional badges, which I don't take lightly, and I know that it is a privilege that that I that I get to utilize because of where I am. I, I don't I don't underappreciate it. It has been a huge help. It, it's a it's a huge financial help because you know it, these these uh, badges can add up, but it's also just like it's almost like a validation for I am at the point where I am at my career and people acknowledge it by saying, hey, you are a professional in this industry. You know, I mean, a lot of people have access to those badges, but you know, it's, it feels cool to have that. It's a, it's a, it's a good feeling to be like, yes, I am, I'm doing something that people consider in the professional level of the 
television and film and animation industry. However, with San Diego Comic Con, for some reason, my my credentials don't work for their professional badge, so I have never been. I was never able to go. I had. Th I went this year for my 30th birthday because I was able to get help from a from a friend who I mean I don't want I don't want to call them out. I don't want it to be a thing where people go to them for passes, but uh someone who is incredibly important to me and the work I do um was gracious enough to help me get a pass to San Diego Comic-Con. Me myself and a guest for Olivia. And it was for my 30th birthday a year ago at my turn 29 I was like for my 30th I really just want to go all out. I want to go to San Diego Comic-Con and make a whole weekend of it. And I did, which is, you know, it's nice to have come full circle and done that and actually gone. It was unreal. It was so overwhelming. And, like, Olivia and I were, like, she was, like, yeah, I've been to Coachella. I know, like, the, this landscape. And then when I, when I brought her there, I think we both realized what we were getting ourselves into. It is a massive thing. Just It's a, it's a thing. It's, you can't even call it a convention. It is just this... This overwhelming thing, and I mean, if I were to go back again, I would get there Wednesday for preview night. I would go all Thursday. I'd go half a Friday and leave Saturday morning before all the traffic got crazy because it is so crazy. As the days go on, it gets more and more crowded. Like Thursday, we went this year. We got there like halfway through and we left around six o'clock. It was great, and then Friday got real crowded, and then Saturday was absolutely insane like you could barely move at that point i think i would like to go in the earlier days and just like get everything out of the way and just get everything and do everything and see everything and take pictures with people and then saturday before anything just leave just leave san diego like if i, if I were to do this again i don't know when i'll go back to san diego comic-con next but it was so much it was fun it was overwhelming but it was so incredibly entertaining i got to meet I got to meet Kofi Kingston, the at the time the WWE champion. I got the WWE cookbook when I met, met him because that was the requirement to get the, the, the meet and greet with him. I met Becky Lynch. I met Rey Mysterio. Um, I met Guillermo. I met uh, from What We Do in the Shadows, who's super sweet. And he knows my brother Jason because my brother uh, directed a few episodes of the first season. And we, I got some great artwork. I ran into some friends. I got to go to the Bob's Burgers uh, panel because I work on the show. I was able to get in with help from uh, one of my coworkers who kind of helped coordinate the behind the scenes for the panel. We had our own little like get together. I ran into coworkers that we had to roam around with. I saw I saw two of my friends who I hadn't seen in like a year and a half. Overall, it was incredible. It is an experience to behold. You will never find anything like it anywhere else except for New York because New York Comic Con has literally has gotten as big as San Diego but I think because San Diego was the first it's always the more highly anticipated because like this year especially like Marvel made all their announcements at San Diego Comic Con I don't think I heard anything about Marvel Studios at New York Comic Con this year um and then oh but like that yeah the whole experience was so cool and we had our friends who let us stay with them, which is, I, I was so, so grateful for, because I know the pricing on the hotels in San Diego can get real crazy. If anything, I would definitely try a hotel that's further up and out of the way, and then just, what we did that was super helpful, I mean, this is a, a thing that 
it, I mean, it's fine if it gets out. I don't think they really care. But we lifted to the ho one of the hotels that was on the uh, the shuttle bus line, and then we took the shuttle bus to the convention center. Because in San Diego, if you're trying to take a lift to the convention center, you will be stuck in traffic. But the buses can bypass things, and they go there certain ways that they're allowed to go. And we never really had to wait a ton of time to get to the convention center, which was huge. So if you can do that, I highly recommend it. Um, what else? I mean, it's just it's fun to go to these conventions. And like once I started actually getting into wrestling, I started meeting wrestlers at these shows, and it was so much fun. Like at Comic Con. New York Comic Con a couple years back, I think in 2011, I met Dolph Ziggler. Even though they really didn't let you like meet the person, it was like they took a pic, they signed their like their their still photo, and then you could attempt to take a picture. And I did. And then I was like looking online later that week and found that there were like people later in the line who got to have like full conversations with him, but they were also on camera. And I'm like, man, I got there early, so I made sure I got a spot, and I was like the third person in line, but they were just shuttling us through and I was like okay and then I also met like older wrestlers like a lot of older wrestlers show up to these conventions and one group was Tito Santana, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake and oh who the hell was the other guy I can't remember oh oh Greg the Hammer Valentine and he saw my Dan Bryan no shirt and he was, oh no it wasn't Greg Valentine it was Brutus Beefcake he's like what is it it, no, is that what your wife says to you? And at the time, I was like, I was just like living in New York with my family, and I was single. And I was like, what is this guy? What is this guy talking about? Like, what do you? Who are you, you weirdo? You know, he's old. He's a wrestler, and he's from that era of just like kind of crappy people. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, and like you know, there's, um, if you know conventions, there are certain wrestlers that are at conventions at every convention and one of them for a while I'm, I haven't I haven't seen him in quite some time but Virgil who was the assistant to Ted DiBiase I don't want to he was like it was like I guess he was like a servant or whatever like a butler but he was Ted DiBiase's butler and he would show up at all these conventions and never have lines and then it became like a thing on reddit like that's it's kind of sad um but yeah, I mean, I don't think I've... I never went and met him, and I haven't seen him out here in L.A. as far as I know. So maybe maybe he doesn't go as often as he used to. But, um, yeah, I mean, when I find out the wrestlers at conventions, it's always exciting. Because, like, you know, I'm, I'm huge into wrestling now. I'll eventually do a wrestling episode of the show. I think I'm going to focus on different shows per episode. I don't want to just do an all-around wrestling episode. I think it's kind of overwhelming. But yeah, those are, like, those are the kind of people I want to see... And also, like, voice actors. Like, this year at LA Comic Con, which I, I didn't get to talk to them. I didn't get to meet them because I was just short on time, and I just didn't want to wait in line. The, like, half, more than half the cast of the original X-Men cartoon for the 90s was there for a reunion panel. And I, like, oh, And then I saw there might be rumors that they're trying to re bring the show back. And then I saw an article that some guy is trying to sue Marvel and Disney because the song, the theme song, like, the is stolen from some, like, Russian, like, TV show? Some crime drama? I don't know. I don't know the details. But if you want to look it up, look up X-Men theme song and suing, and you'll see it. It's on, it's everywhere. But it was just very strange. But yeah, so that would have been cool to see, but just timing didn't work out to see the X-Men cast. But yeah, like, I love, I love meeting people, and I love running into friends. 
our friend uh, Mike Glazer was doing. Uh, he had a booth and he was he was around. I don't think he had. He's been to many cons, but it was so cool to see him in his chat. Oh, panels. Um, San Diego Comic Con. We got to go to like I think five panels total. But the experience of going to a panel is so crazy. I mean, like LA Comic Con this year, we went to a panel and we literally got there a minute before it started, and it was great. At San Diego Comic Con, if you're trying to get to a panel. You either have to get there super early, or somehow it has to not be crowded and enough people have to leave. Like, if you, the system, to basically get enough panels in for a day to be worthwhile, they don't clear the rooms out after a panel. So it's just people leave after a panel, and then as many people leave are allowed in from the line. So some people, this is a thing, and it's, it's frustrating, but I get it is some people will go to a panel room knowing they want to be at a panel four hours from now and they will go into a panel that nobody need nobody wants to be at or people or only a couple people are at and they will just sit there and like take a nap or read a comic book or like check their phone and be there for hours just so they can make it to the Rick and Morty panel or the Marvel panel and like and you go to Hall H and you see people literally napping in tents overnight on this line waiting to get into a hall to find out of the next Marvel movies and it's like I get it I understand but it's kind of crazy it's it's so overwhelming to see these lines and we Olivia and I tried to go to the what we do in the shadows TV series panel and it was so crowded the line was going around the building and outside and it went so far that literally to get to the end of the line you would have to hit your badge to the thing that makes you exit the convention. So you'd have to, it's it's insane. I don't understand how there would be that many people waiting. And like, but I mean, I get, I get that they want to fit all the panels in. It's just unfortunate that there are people who genuinely want to see that panel who miss out because of people who want to see a panel three hours from now. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not mad about it, but it's kind of frustrating. Anyway, that doesn't ruin my enjoyment at Comic-Cons, especially like L.A. and WonderCon, because I've been to panels there without having to wait. And I panels are not my bread and butter at a con. I love commissioned artwork. I love meeting people. I love just roaming around looking at the cosplay. That's, that's like one of the best parts. It's just it's good people watching. Like You see people who put a lot of effort into a costume, or people who just bought a spandex suit online, or whatnot. And I actually did try to cosplay once as Moon Knight, as the Mr. Knight character, which is just him in, like, the suit. Like, an actual, like, white, pant, like, three-piece suit and white gloves and the white mask. And it was fun, but, like, first of all, I got super dirty super fast. And then I was just, like, I don't know. I'd rather just go around the con and do stuff instead of, like, wondering when someone's going to take my picture or just, like, standing around doing nothing and just, like, taking photos. I like roaming. I like to keep moving. My feet hurt a lot after conventions but you know it's it's the price you pay for wanting to to explore for my future at comic cons there's some conventions that are not specifically always convent comic related that i'd like to go to including drag con like rupaul's drag con uh that's that's another episode we uh i will be doing it's probably gonna be the episode i have olivia on for is Ru is RuPaul's Drag Race. It's one of our favorite shows to watch together. And she got me into it a couple years ago, and now I can't stop watching it. But um, I want to go to a drag con, which they do in L.A. I'd love to check out C2E2, which is the comic... Oh, 
I don't know what the letters stand for, but it's another common convention. It's in Chicago, I believe. And then E3 out here, and maybe even BlizzCon at some point. Like, those are, like, cool conventions that I'd love to check out. E3 is one, because it's, like, video games. Like, I'd love to check that out at some point. But who knows if I'll ever get to go. You know, I think the main sort of thing that I would love to get out of a con one day, I mean, my end goal would be that I produce a show, whether it's a cartoon or live action or something, that has a panel at San Diego Comic-Con that people want to come to. That's kind of... I, I'm not... I, I don't want to work in the industry just for the glory but like if if that's my convention end goal that would be great that would be so cool i'm working on something that has gotten enough merit that people want to go to a panel and hear about what we have to say however my one thing about panels that is the one thing that kind of it doesn't hurt me but it's one thing i don't like about panels and sometimes i will leave before it happens at a panel is it when they open up the floor for questions like I am there to see the moderator talk to the people on the stage because they have questions prepared. They know what they're doing. They're here to get interesting information out of the people on the panel. But yeah, I mean, it's, thankfully I don't go to a lot of panels, so I don't have to worry about that. But like the times that I have, there were a few times where Olivia and I went to panels and they were like, okay, now we're opening up the floor for questions. If you want to come to the microphone, and we're just like, it's time to go. This is the end. This is the end, this is the end of the road for us for this panel. Anyway. I know I've talked a lot of things that I don't like about cons, but I think overall the experience is something that I enjoy. I think getting the professional badges complimentary, it helps so I don't feel as bad about like, the pass that I had for this weekend could have been a three day pass, but I didn't need it and you know, it's I understand it, but I, I'm also trying not to take up extra space if I don't need to be there. I, and I didn't need to come back today or I didn't need to go on Friday to take a day off from work to go to a con. I, ha I have in the past, but mostly, I mean, that was for San Diego Comic-Con. That was for my 30th birthday, so that was a very different circumstance. Anyway, I think, I think if you haven't been to a convention, I think you should at least go once. If you live in L.A., I think L.A. Comic-Con is great because it wasn't that crowded. It was on a Saturday. Like it, There were crowds. I will admit there were crowds but nothing like what you're gonna see at New York or San Diego. And it was manageable and it's fun and there's a lot of cool stuff you can see. You don't have to be a Marvel fan or a DC fan to go. There are people of all sorts of fandoms. If you like something in pop culture or just something that like you think other people might like, it's good to just explore a convention once, if not a few other times. So I, I, I implore you guys, if you haven't been to a convention, go check one out. They're literally all over the country. There's, they're big, they're small, they're up and down, they're great. Go at least once if you haven't been. I, I highly recommend it. It's such a fun experience. Um, and if you have need any tips, there are lots of good resources on the internet. But if you ever have any questions, shoot me a DM. Uh, we are my my Twitter is the True H Man, but the show's Twitter is Int of Person Pod on Twitter, and it's Interests of Person Podcast at gmail.com so hit me up uh, I'm happy to talk if you have an idea for a thing that I should get into shoot me a message I would love to hear more um, anyway I think that's about all I want to cover I think I'm ready to call it a night anyway I hope you guys do I hope you guys have a great uh, evening or morning or wherever you are in the day when you listen I hope this week coming up treats you well and uh, we'll talk soon adios